Cairo Radio was paid a fee to air the following program. All information discussed on the following program is for general information purposes only and does not constitute legal advice or create an attorney-client relationship. Prior to acting on any legal matter, you should seek legal advice from a qualified legal attorney who can evaluate your situation and advise you accordingly. Welcome to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Your Partner in Law is brought to you in part by the law firm Gregorick & Associates PLLC. Charting your course to a secure future. Your Partner in Law starts now. Here's your host, Rick Gregorick. Well, good morning and welcome to Easter Sunday's Your Partner in Law. Hi, I'm Rick Gregorick from the law firm of Gregorick & Associates. And this morning we've got uh, Ted Hansen from the office here. And we're going to be talking a little bit about, you know, what's going on in the pandemic and what you should be doing um, during the pandemic time when we're talking about your personal estate or elder planning. So uh, good morning, Ted. Thanks for uh, taking time. Good morning and happy Easter to everybody out there. I hope you all uh, fill your bellies later, which is an Easter tradition at my house for sure, almost akin to Thanksgiving, Rick. You know, there are a lot of big Easter dinners. You know, that's one time a year you always get the nice honey-baked hams. That's exactly what I have planned. I mean, the holidays are defined by food. (laughs) At the the end of the day, the only thing that's left is the food, isn't it, Rick? Yeah. When you think about it? You know, Ted, I wanted to share a story this morning about... um, church services certainly been in the news all week um now we did pre-record the show so if something's happened in the last day or so that um, makes this even more meaningful we'll we'll see how that goes but um you know since churches aren't gathering and things like that can't get all the you know dozens hundreds thousands of people into the churches um because of the uh, the shutdown but i wanted to talk about a story from my my youth When I was in high school, I got a job at the local drive-in theater. And on the weekends, they had swap meets. Remember swap meets? And I was rummaging through one of the old, uh, you know, supply rooms, and I ran across some recording equipment, some microphones and speakers and all kinds of stuff that seemed very out of place for a drive-in. So I went and asked the manager. I said, what's all this? He says, oh, he said, that's a bit of history. He said, do you know Dr. Robert Schuler?" And I said, well, I know of him as the, you know, televangelist that, you know, we've all known him at, uh, founder of the, uh, the Crystal the Cathedral, Crystal Cathedral yep. there in Garden Grove, yep. which I used to live, like, right behind, could see yep. it from my apartment window. Beautiful facility. Used to go to Christmas uh, concerts and the like there. They were quite quite amazing with live animals and the whole night. It was an amazing, amazing place to see Oh, it was, it was see, quite a place, <laughs> quite a, a place. So anyhow, this equipment that I found was the original equipment that Dr. Robert Schuler used when he opened his first first church in California. And I'm honestly, I don't remember, 69, 70, sometime around that, maybe 71. So we're talking a while ago. I'm, I'm dating myself a bit here, perhaps, but uh, I've never been shy about that. Anyhow, Dr. Schuler would sit on the top, or stand, I guess, on the top of the snack bar roof at the drive-in, people would drive into the drive-in, hook up the speakers. Remember, you used to hang the old speakers on your car, and then he would deliver his sermon. And I was thinking, geez, that would be, you could do that in a Walmart parking lot today. You could set up a stage, the the you know the clergy could do that and you can you don't need physical speakers anymore you can kind of tie that into your am radio kind of thing so we have been doing remote church services since the 1970 isn't that ironic and i was just having this thought the other day of saying you know me and dr schuler you know i no relation you know nothing but i use that same equipment same microphone same head you know same amplification system the whole nine yards and i just thought you know how interesting this was you know relative to today's coronavirus and it just says that you know there's a lot of things we can be doing and things we should be doing while we're in place why we're at home and you know taking care of things obviously the honeydew list guys i'm sure you're working on some of those things and uh, the work at home and dealing with the kids and all that so we have a lot of challenges but i think with the little good old uh, yankee ingenuity that um you know, we're going to get through this, and you know, I'm not going to tell anybody that this is easy. This is um, 
certainly the most difficult time, and I think any of our lives that we've had to deal with, uh, never before have any of us, even during wartime, been told, you can't leave the house. And uh, so being under house arrest is really difficult for most of us. And uh, so I just wanted to share that story. I thought it was kind of a uh, timely, fun little story here on Easter Sunday. And I do hope that um, for all of you that are celebrating Easter, that you're um, doing so in the full spirit of Easter. Well, there's a lot of churches, including mine, that are that are doing these, uh, you know, not webinars, but live, live broadcasts. And they have been for a while. They're always obviously recorded, but they've been doing this for some time. And it's really helped people kind of stay in touch with their... Uh, church community and the folks in their church and uh, it, it's really important in this time I think to keep that on track and I think the churches are aware of that. Well Ted one of the things I you know want to let everyone know is you know what is the status of the law firm at Gregorick and Associates and in other law firms now not everybody's able to stay up and working a lot of for lawyers it depends on the type of work that we're doing as to whether or not we would be considered an essential service. But your estate planning, your wills, trust, powers of attorney, health care directives, living wills, those are necessary, folks. And if you don't have them, you need them. If you do have them, you must review them in light of uh, the current situation. Um, you know, I always tell people having an estate plan that's out of date um, has all the wrong features in it. It was done 10 or 20 years ago and. Well, your life was different, the world was different, the tax laws were different, the laws on how we do all these documents were different, so they need to be updated. You know, we, Ted, we talk at all of our classes that we put on that, you know, estate planning is a process. It's not an event. It's something that we do, and as a plan, all plans require that they be monitored, evaluated, and then amended to adapt to changes in circumstances, and also your goals and objectives stand over time. Ted, you know, what are the, I mean, you've, we've had so many horror stories over grossly out-of-date documents. You've handled a few of these cases. Well, I get them all the time, and, and it, you know, it's like working with a Commodore 64 computer nowadays. You know, it just doesn't work any longer. And Now, Ted, you're going to have to explain that for well, a younger audience yeah. what a Commodore is. Well, <laughs> it's the, not a band. The Commodore was one of those that used the old five-and-a-half-inch floppy disk, if anybody's old enough to remember those other than me. But anyway, it's, it's akin to that, and it's also akin to having a car that you don't maintain. If you don't maintain it properly, it's not going to work when it needs to, and and that's why keeping up on your estate planning documents is critically important. And I, I get people all the time that come to me and say, well, these were done before the kids were even born, or everybody in here that I had in positions of power are now gone, and things of that nature, which makes the document completely ineffective, or if not ineffective, certainly expensive to fix, and, and that's not where you want to find yourself. Uh, so we always say that it's much cheaper in the long run to have an updated, well-drafted estate plan than not have one and have to pay on the back end to fix a problem you could have done for far cheaper. So, folks, about three weeks ago, we literally shut the office down from a people, the you know, the attorneys and paralegals and office managers and everybody, they're at home. They're working at home. They're networked into our computer system, and they're fully functional and the attorneys are the same way, so we're able to operate, uh, communicate with you. We're obviously having to limit personal contact to absolute minimums, um, but uh, virtually being able to communicate with you. We, we still have that device called the telephone. It's still a very good communication device. And now we have the ability to add in the Skypes and the FaceTimes and the other um, video telephoning, and then for... Um, our events and things of that nature. We're going to have um, webinars and things of that nature, which you'll be able to log into from the privacy of your own home. But I think there's some benefits to that. I think people will enjoy that. Yeah, so. I believe so. I think it's better than just going dry completely. And we used to do these events where we'd have 25 or 30 people in a room, and those were great. We we enjoyed doing them. But, of course, now that's verboten, if you will. And so we have to find some other uh, path to get to folks. And that's the path we, we're going to have to use is this webinar yeah, we're going to do that. And then um, 
the other area is on that, you know, we lawyers had some challenges with because we did not have the laws within the state of Washington for electronic and remote notarization and witnessing of documents. So um, all of us are having to scramble on that. The the state legislature did a great job and uh, got all those things done. Uh, we're having to buy and install new software to make all this happen and get set up, and all the notaries are having to register to e-file. And so there's a lot of work, and we're hoping to be up and running on that uh, functionally by you know maybe even tomorrow or early early next week such that we can do that but uh, we're we're open for business you can find us uh, through yourpartnerinlaw.com click through to the law firm website or you can go directly to the law firm's website at rjglegal.com rjglegal.com or of course you can also go to the telephone and call us at area code 425-284-3450. We'll be right back. When we talk about estate planning and elder law, there are two triggers that cause you to review your plan. John Curley here with my attorney, Rick Gregrick. And Rick, what are those two triggers? Thanks, John. There are two key triggers for when you should review your estate plan. Changes in health or wealth. COVID-19 is a significant impact to both, so everyone should review and update their estate plan. Ask yourself, Are you and your family prepared? Do you have the right executors, agents, and trustees? Have you provided for your family? We're here to help. This pandemic has disrupted all of our lives, so each of us needs to be proactive during these difficult times. Be prepared. Have a plan. Talk to Rick, Gregor, and Associates. They're open. They're essential business, and they want to help give you peace of mind. You can call them or meet virtually to discuss your estate and elder law plan. Call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. Or book your free consultation online at yourpartnerinlaw.com. Having a long-term care plan brings certainty to a very uncertain situation. It also allows you to stay in control of your care options and maybe Most importantly, it brings peace of mind to your family during an extremely stressful situation. Hey, it's Story Monson. I highly recommend doing what my wife and I did. Learn about all the new long-term care plans offered by Brian Ott and 525 Advisors. Brian's the host of Long-Term Care Radio right here on Cairo. He has a live webinar coming up Saturday, April 18th, 9 a.m. This is the same long-term care planning class. Brian's just now teaching it live online so you can stay informed on all the new plans that are available. They protect your savings. They protect your family. And the plan we got pays us back if we never use it. Sign up today for Brian's free online webinar coming up April 18th at 9 a.m. Brian keeps the live webinar class size small to allow time for Q&A at the end, creating the best learning environment possible. The live webinar, Saturday, April 18th, is free. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Retirement. What does it mean to you? Has it changed as a result of today's economy? Are you worried about your future? Could there be stormy seas ahead? Hi, this is Rick Gregrick, founder of Gregrick & Associates. We're a dedicated team of legal and tax professionals that can help you navigate your course for a secure future. Whether you're just thinking about your retirement or you're well into your retirement years, whether you're single, married, or involved in a domestic partnership, we can help you create your necessary legal and tax planning. I am so glad I found one firm that can help me with all my legal and tax needs. Call today for your free consultation. 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. You can also sign up for a partner-in-law event. Just go to yourpartnerinlaw.com and find the elder law or estate planning course that's best for you. You can register for both events by going to yourpartnerinlaw.com. Yourpartnerinlaw.com. Now back to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Well, welcome back to Your Partner in Law. I'm Rick Gregorick, attorney at Gregorick & Associates, and I'm here today, uh, Easter Sunday, uh, with uh, Ted Hansen from the office. Ted handles, you know, a majority, if not you know, most of our elder law, special needs, disability issues, VA, all these kind of things. And then um, we both, and I do more of the traditional estate planning, if you will, um, but Ted does it both. And then we both do a number of other things in real estate and business law and things along those lines. And uh, so, you know, we're we're coming at this from kind of a multi-approached, you know, uh, facet. 
And when we look at estate planning, I really want to emphasize that today, during the corona pandemic, you have an opportunity that you don't usually have. You're at home. You've got extra time. And I know you know a lot of folks folks I've been talking to, they're just going, I'm going stir crazy. You know, I I'm this kind of being confined is really kind of getting to me. Well, make your time productive. You know, Ted, one of the biggest excuses we get for people when they come in and do their estate planning, they usually tell us, Well, gee, you know, this kind of prompted us to come in and some sort of something. But one of the largest reasons is people say, I just don't have time. Time is tough today. I, I, I get it. Time is tough. But it's a matter of what we prioritize our time for. So right now, this could come to the top of your priority list. Maybe it was a B or C priority. Well, maybe you push that up to an A, given the importance of your estate plan. You know, I don't wish ill on anyone. But obviously, um, what we're going through now and in the future can impact us all. If nothing else, this is a significant reminder of how important some of these things are. Um, We have clients in our own practice that have succumbed to the coronavirus. Um, If you have folks that have succumbed, passed away because of that, um, we can certainly help you out there with uh, settling their affairs. We do a lot of probate work and a lot of trust administration. But I wanted to focus a little bit right now, and since I'm telling you to review your estate plan, or if you don't have an estate plan, you're going to need to get one. You need to call now and get your appointment so we can uh, talk to you about that. But um, we're talking about when you're updating your estate plan. You know, why why do you update it? You know, you did your estate plan 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Why is it necessary to update it? Well, Changes in circumstances, changes in the law, changes in your medical condition, your health, any changes in wealth, good or bad. I mean, if you came in and did your estate planning 15 years ago and you had a half million dollar estate and today you have a two million dollar estate, you need a new estate plan. You know, you're not the same person anymore. And not to mention, oh my goodness, Ted, all the statutes have been updated in this area. There's been so much going on there over the last, especially five years. Yeah. Lots of new things. And many of those new things you can take advantage of if you update your documents. So yeah, particularly in that power of attorney realm, the the powers that we're now able to uh, give have, have been expanded, and the uh, you know ways to replace fiduciaries in the event there's vacancies, and all all sorts of nice things have been uh, put into that act, which we can take advantage of. That came into effect two years ago, but uh, it's been very helpful. A lot of good things in that act. A lot of uh, a big attempt, really, to kind of make these powers of attorney uniform across the country, which uh, is part and parcel of our new uh, adopted act, is the Uniform Power of Attorney Act, and. Those provisions are becoming more and more popular pro- across the country to bring some homogeny, I guess, to these documents that each state really does have its own rules on, and and it seems to make sense to me to make some type of a common, uh, you know, a common set of rules that we can all rely on in any state that we would need to use these documents. Well, in. Ted, it's been a challenge in many, many, if not all of the state planning areas, guardianships and things like that, because we have fifty states with fifty separate laws. And there wasn't a lot of uniformity. So over the last 10, 15 years, in most of the areas of estate planning, as you said, we've been trying to get legislatures to go more towards a uniform Power of Attorney Act, a uniform trust act, uniform wills, and things of that nature. Because we're a mobile society today that so much more than we were 15 or 20 years ago, um, we don't have where everybody's staying in place and things like that. People are moving about. And... uh, cross states and so this is a really good move you know folks if you have a power of attorney out there i have a little checklist uh for your financial powers of attorney and and your health care powers of attorney i'd be more than happy to you know send you a copy of that um checklist so you could check your um power of attorney to see if it's lacking in any of the more current features just go to yourpartnerinlaw.com and Say contact us and tell us if you're uh, married or single, and then um, we'll get you out that list. And you know what? I'm I'm in a giving mood. It's Easter, so we'll go ahead and give you those checklists. You know, it's free, no obligation. Just there, it's good information. It's education. Uh, we'll also send you a, a free copy of our life plan organizer. 
um, our organizers um, really broken down into several sections. It's a typical organizer, as most of them, in that it's going to collect your 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 name and all your personal information and who your children are and things of that nature, and then a list of all of your assets and the values of them and the type of ownership that you have now, you know, whether it's separate property, individual, married, community, how do you hold title? And um, then what makes it really a good tool for you is there's a goal-setting session or a section, a goal-setting, where you can go in and there's identified goals there that are the most popular and then place for you to add your own personalized goals. Take some time to do this. Sit down for an hour or two. And, you know, if you're married, you and your spouse go through it. And then there's a series of questions. I want to know what might keep you up at night. What are your risks and concerns? So there's a section on there for you to fill out. If you're married, there's one for husband, one for wife. Don't try to make your answers the same. If the wife's answers are different than the husband's answers, that's just fine. That's good information for the attorney to know. I'll send you out um, the power of attorney ones as well as the life plan organizer. Uh, just contact us through yourpartnerinlaw.com and um, contact us and ask for those and uh, give us your name and your email address and whether you're married or single. And uh, we'd be glad to get that out to you. No obligation. Of course, we'd love to chat with you about your estate plan. And if the Internet's difficult for you, we still have the telephone. We answer it live every day, area code 425-284-3450. That's the law firm's um, main number, area code 425-284-3450. And our staff answering the phone will get your information and we'll get your free documents out to you. Um, I really you know, want to let you know that the Life Plan Organizer... Um, it's been copied by other folks. Um, I've seen my organizer with different logos on it throughout the Internet every now and then um, by other um, colleagues um, because it is such a useful document in helping organize. And the one section I wanted to talk about a little bit that I really want you to focus on is the people in your plan. You know, who are going to be, I'm going to call these the actors, You've got, these are fiduciaries. They owe you the highest duty of loyalty, care, and obedience. These are your trustees, your executives and personal representatives, your agents under powers of attorney. Really, you're, you're, you're appointing someone to do a very important job and really focusing in on those. Ted, we've seen, you know, you've had cases where wonderful estate plans, wrong people. The number one reason why plans fail and people end up in court is because of bad people in the plan or people that you thought were good in the plan who have gone south on you. And this is a very, very important topic. And when I talk to my clients about this, this is an area we spend a great deal of time on to make sure that the people in these respective positions of power are appropriate for that position. They don't all have to be the same. Some families have different people for finance management and different people for health care management, and that's perfectly fine. They do not have to be the same, and they don't have to be the same with husband and wife. And frequently, they are different for husband and wife, and that's okay. Yeah, and, and I've noticed the difference is more often in the medical area. Yes. Maybe the wife wants her sister, Yep. and maybe husband wouldn't be comfortable with sister yeah, and for I've medical. Seen, and I've seen relatives that are health care providers that they would choose to have as, instead sure. of one of their children, right? So lots of choices, folks. We're going to take a quick break here, and then when we get back, let's dig into these people in your plan a little bit more and what we would like to uh, deal with. And let's talk about then the other people in your estate plan. Don't go away. Your partner in law, we're going to be right back. And always contact us through yourpartnerinlaw.com. We'll be right back. I have so many questions about my future and what I should do with my assets. I need to make sure my family's protected. Me too. Should I have a will or a trust in place? What about powers of attorney and health care directives? Yeah, we need someone who can help us put it all together. Hi, this is Rick Gregrick, founder of Gregrick & Associates. We have answers to your questions and even questions you may not know you had. It's our goal to help you chart a clear course for your future. By choosing Gregrick & Associates, you can rest assured that your legal, tax, and planning needs will be met. It's true. The dedicated professionals at Gregrick & 
Associates are your legal, tax, and planning solution. Give them a call today at 425-284-3450 or go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. Contact Gregory and Associates. They're a focused team of professionals capable of handling all your legal needs. Schedule an appointment today by calling 425-284-3450 or sign up for an event at yourpartnerinlaw.com. Gregory and Associates, offering courses in elder law, estate planning, and real estate law. Go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. Having a long-term care plan brings certainty to a very uncertain situation. It also allows you to stay in control of your care options, and maybe, most importantly, it brings peace of mind to your family during an extremely stressful situation. Hey, it's Story Monson. I highly recommend doing what my wife and I did. Learn about all the new long-term care plans offered by Brian Ott and 525 Advisors. Brian's the host of Long-Term Care Radio right here on Cairo. He has a live webinar coming up Saturday, April 18th, 9 a.m. This is the same long-term care planning class. Brian just now teaching it live online so you can stay informed on all the new plans that are available. They protect your savings, they protect your family, and the plan we got pays us back if we never use it. Sign up today for Brian's free online webinar coming up April 18th at 9 a.m. Brian keeps the live webinar class size small to allow time for Q&A at the end, creating the best learning environment possible. The live webinar, Saturday, April 18th, is free. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. When we talk about estate planning and elder law, there are two triggers that cause you to review your plan. John Curley here with my attorney, Rick Gregrick. And Rick, what are those two triggers? Thanks, John. There are two key triggers for when you should review your estate plan. Changes in health or wealth. COVID-19 is a significant impact to both, so everyone should review and update their estate plan. Ask yourself, are you and your family prepared? Do you have the right executors, agents, and trustees? Have you provided for your family? We're here to help. This pandemic has disrupted all of our lives, so each of us needs to be proactive during these difficult times. Be prepared. Have a plan. Talk to Rick. Gregor and Associates, they're open. They're essential business, and they want to help give you peace of mind. You can call them or meet virtually to discuss your estate and elder law plan. Call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. Or book your free consultation online at yourpartnerinlaw.com. We return to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH with your host, Rick Gregorick. Welcome back to Your Partner in Law. I'm attorney Rick Gregorick at the law firm of Gregorick & Associates. We are open for business, albeit virtually. So we've got the whole staff at home working on the computers at home. They're, uh, we're a complete virtual office, have been for almost five years. So um, given our situation, we're very fortunate that we'd be able to maintain full functionality from home and serving uh, all of our current clients and all those in need of legal services throughout this pandemic. Um, go to yourpartnerinlaw.com, click the Contact Us button. We'd be glad to we'll get right back in touch with you. And you can also call our general business line, wide open. We're answering that, 425-284-3450. Right now, it's not an answering service. You're getting us live, and uh, we'll be able to take care of you during during this. So, um, Ted, we were at the last break. We were talking, starting to talk a little bit about, you know, when we're going through this review of our estate plan, one of the first things we wanted to look at is the people in our plan. And the first group of people we wanted to look at were the fiduciaries, what I call the actors. These are folks that you're going to put in charge of your money and your health care. So you should make that decision carefully um, and not make you know a decision that is um, that you think is politically correct, that I must choose my children in the order of their birth or something like that. Use this as though you're an employer and these people are applying for a job. And let's look at their, you know, their background, their history, you know, what is their, how have they handled money in their own estate? If they've had severe money troubles and difficulties paying their bills and things like that or a spotty employment history, they might not be the best choice for you. You know, let's not leave the cookie jar lid wide open and tantalize anybody. Let's make sure that um, we pick the right people for the right job or 
also the right combination of people. Because, Ted, one of the things we get from many, many, many of our clients who are in blended families, who are single, sometimes they're elderly, sometimes younger, doesn't matter, but they don't have, you know, family, big families built in or close families and don't feel the, you know, having a friend or something doesn't feel right to them. So we do talk to all of our clients about professional fiduciaries. You've had some great luck with some of our local uh, fiduciaries, some of the trust companies and trustee services. Let's talk about a couple of those. Well, first of all, let's talk about what an independent fiduciary is, and there are many types of them, and they serve many different roles. But specifically, in this case, we're talking about fiduciaries for you personally, and, and they can range typically from big banks, which we tend to avoid, and, and we really prefer using private, smaller fiduciary companies to do this kind of work because their fees are, are considerably less, let's put it that way. There's a more personal service component involved because they have fewer clients than a big institution would have. But the function of an independent fiduciary is to fill a gap where you have a gap and or you have a concern. And it is not unusual in the folks that I see on a day-to-day basis that they have friends that they might appoint, but they're as old as the person drafting the document is, uh, uh, creating the document is, and they worry about that, the, the continuity of the person that's in place. That's another beautiful thing about independent fiduciaries is there always be someone there to fill the hole in the event there's a hole there. I use this a lot of times when... Uh, People have contentious children, for example, and they think that appointing one of them will create nothing but struggle. And and believe me, folks, if there's a struggle now between the siblings, when money's involved, there'll be another struggle. It really, get, it okay. really gets amplified. Uh, so, when mom and dad are gone, if there's been sibling rivalry during life, it's gonna it continue. really amplifies. It, it, it does. And, and this is really, in my opinion, a great alternative for a lot of people to take that friction out of that loop, of the distribution loop, and let somebody else manage that decision. Now, that's a heck of a lot easier when you're doing that for money purposes as opposed to health care. So when we talk about health care and independent it still works, but it's just not a, as personal a touch as you'd get with a family member. And those those kind of are the differences there. But independent fiduciaries, for those that are in this position, please don't let that stop you. Uh, they are available. They're easy to appoint. And they do a tremendous job, at least the ones that we work with have. Well, and Ted, we've also had great success. Sometimes, let's say they have a friend or a family member, but their time is a little limited and the person doesn't want to put a burden on them. Those are perfect candidates sometimes for a coat. Co-relationship yep, where you would have co-agents, co-executors. Yeah, that's perfectly and, acceptable too. And so you've got that close friend, that family member that brings the heartstrings into the picture. But then you've got the professional that can do, you know, kind of the the chores, the bill keeping and the money man, you know, and, yeah. and keep things going there. It really can be a nice partnership. It can if it works. It, it surely can, and, and it, it gives some kind of check and balance, I guess, which a lot of people are comfortable with there. As long, once I said again, as the as the two parties can get along, and so that that decision needs to be made with some thought as well. Because generally speaking, when you have a co uh, agent relationship, they have to agree unless the doc says otherwise, and it can be kind of cumbersome sometimes when it doesn't, and then we end up in these fights over who well, that's why we that's make... why we have a consultation and talk that's about exactly these things. Right. You know, what are the ramifications of making certain decisions in your estate plan? I have a lot of clients that come in, and they've kind of mapped out what they want, and then we talk about it, and we say, well, if you do X, you know... Y and Z are the likely outcomes. Are those acceptable? If they're not, well, let's go to a different plan. Goals and objectives. I mean, what we really try to get our clients to do is tell us, what is it you're trying to accomplish? It's our job to help you then come up with the solutions. That's what we really are as solutions providers. So in looking at these, the people in our plan, we've got the actors, the fiduciaries. You can have individuals, whether they're family or friends. You can have professionals. Um, a lot of attorneys and CPAs act as fiduciaries, not all, just, in fact, a, a minority, but they do act that. There are private trustee services, like Northwest Trustee Services, a good one up here. Capstone Trust. Capstone trust, trust is a trust bank, but it's not a big bank like Bank of America. Bank of America has a trust, real expensive. Capstone Trust, state chartered bank. Think like commercial banks. They're here for small businesses. Capstone Trust is here for... 
real people, not the bazillionaires, but real people, the re- us, <laughs> you know, yeah. and their their fees are according, and their wonderful job. We've had them doing all kinds of, we've had all kinds of uh, relationships with clients with them, the ones we've referred to them, and ones they've actually referred to us, um, the need legal services. So really important. I can't overstress that importance. And now we get down to maybe beneficiaries and heirs. A little confusion sometimes in words. Heirs are bloodline. Your children are heirs. Heirs, that's H-E-I-R-S, heirs are not necessarily beneficiaries. Beneficiaries are who's going to take under your plan. Now, if you don't have a plan, then there are no beneficiaries. There are only heirs. So um, the intestacy laws uh, for many, many folks are kind of harsh, and I guarantee they will maximize the amount of any taxes that you pay. If you go intestate, um, it'll guarantee that because there's no option for tax planning when you go that route. And so when the state makes it easy or automatic, assume you're not getting the best deal. Yep, you're getting the job done, but there is very oftentimes a very high price um, dwarfing anything that you would ever spend during your lifetime on a proper estate plan for you know your personal situation. So, you know, Ted... When we talk about beneficiaries, we need to pay particular attention if they are minors or incapacitated. We have to take very careful planning conditions for that and also to make sure that the planning says what if they become incapacitated, what happens. And that can only be done through a consultation um, with with our clients on figuring out how we do that. But then as clients inherit their money, um, the old fashioned way was just give them the money. Well, there's a lot of problems with that. They get scammed out of it. They make poor initial decisions the first couple years. So in trust has become a much more popular way to inherit for our children. Ted, you know, talk a little bit about these trusts. Well, these can be created either within a revocable living trust, which would be a sub-trust, we call them, or it can be created in a will, which is what we call testamentary trusts, and they generally only come into existence when the second of a married uh, person dies, but the the purpose for them is to give the child the money in an asset-protected box, and that's the key difference, because they're off-limits to creditors and predators that day, with that way, as opposed to giving it to them outright where it's immediately available if they had a bad marriage or a creditor problem. These do not well, These really, trusts can even protect funds they can. in a marital dissolution. They can. Well, in most cases. In, many, in most <laughs> that's cases. That's true. Uh, but, the, but they're a tremendous feature, and then these people can be their own trustees. It doesn't add a, uh, any level of complexity. The documents that we draft don't require them to go back out and have another trust drafted to give them as administration provisions and that sort of thing. Oh, so it's, it's a beautiful so thing. It's really. a really nice way to give give children money, and and I I strongly recommend it to my clients unless they have a really good reason to do something else. Well, you're giving them more than money. You're giving them money, and they're the only ones with the ATM card, so to speak, to. To use that money, and uh, no one else can compel them to use it for any reason That's whatsoever. Right. So it's a it's a very cool feature, and uh, we highly encourage our clients to consider that. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about that when we return from this quick commercial break. When we talk about estate planning and elder law, there are two triggers that cause you to review your plan. John Curley here with my attorney, Rick Gregrick. And Rick, what are those two triggers? Thanks, John. There are two key triggers for when you should review your estate plan. Changes in health or wealth. COVID-19 is a significant impact to both, so everyone should review and update their estate plan. Ask yourself. Are you and your family prepared? Do you have the right executors, agents, and trustees? Have you provided for your family? We're here to help. This pandemic has disrupted all of our lives, so each of us needs to be proactive during these difficult times. Be prepared. Have a plan. Talk to Rick, Gregorick and Associates. They're open. They're essential business, and they want to help give you peace of mind. You can call them or meet virtually to discuss your estate and elder law plan. Call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. Or book your free consultation online at yourpartnerinlaw.com. Have 
Having a long-term care plan brings certainty to a very uncertain situation. It also allows you to stay in control of your care options, and maybe, most importantly, it brings peace of mind to your family during an extremely stressful situation. Hey, it's Story Monson. I highly recommend doing what my wife and I did. Learn about all the new long-term care plans offered by Brian Ott and 525 Advisors. Brian's the host of Long-Term Care Radio right here on Cairo. He has a live webinar coming up Saturday, April 18th, 9 a.m. This is the same long-term care planning class. Brian's just now teaching it live online so you can stay informed on all the new plans that are available. They protect your savings, they protect your family, and the plan we got pays us back if we never use it. Sign up today for Brian's free online webinar coming up April 18th at 9 a.m. Brian keeps the live webinar class size small to allow time for Q&A at the end, creating the best learning environment possible. The live webinar, Saturday, April 18th, is free. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Retirement. What does it mean to you? Has it changed as a result of today's economy? Are you worried about your future? Could there be stormy seas ahead? Hi, this is Rick Gregrick, founder of Gregrick & Associates. We're a dedicated team of legal and tax professionals that can help you navigate your course for a secure future. Whether you're just thinking about your retirement or you're well into your retirement years, whether you're single, married, or involved in a domestic partnership, we can help you create your necessary legal and tax planning. I am so glad I found one firm that can help me with all my legal and tax needs. Call today for your free consultation. 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. You can also sign up for a partner-in-law event. Just go to yourpartnerinlaw.com and find the elder law or estate planning course that's best for you. You can register for both events by going to yourpartnerinlaw.com. Yourpartnerinlaw.com. Now back to Your Partner-in-Law with Rick Gregorick on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Welcome back to Your Partner-in-Law. We're here on Easter Sunday. So uh, happy Easter to everyone. Hey, right before break, uh, Ted and I were talking about ways that your beneficiaries inherit from you. And in essence, there are kind of three ways that it's done. The first way is they just get a check. It's an outright distribution. There you go. You get your your money. The challenge with that one is there's very strong evidence that a lot of people, when they inherit money over those first 18 to 36 months, oftentimes make some poor decisions on that money. And this has had a lot of parents or you know grandparents, whatever, very concerned over the years and searching for different ways. Well, the first thing that kind of came about to kind of slow the this urge to splurge, I call it, to slow down that money is people went to what we call a staggered distribution, where technically the money's held in trust, but then at the beginning they might get a 25% outright distribution, and then five years later another distribution, and five years and eventually the balance. Well, this had a lot of people kind of frustrated and irritated. Beneficiaries were angry that things like this happened. But then again, just like with everything else, beneficiaries started to figure out ways to get around it. If you put something that's too oppressive up, people are going to try to get around it. So what people do, they just go borrow the money and mortgage it against the upcoming distribution from their trust so they'd spend it anyhow or they appeal to the court and the court makes the call and, and that, that happens a lot as well and so it was just kind of a we I, I can't even remember the last time this firm did a staggered distribution well the problem with this sometimes i tell people this all the time i said the first part is is you got these three distributions well the first one is gone almost the second they get it buying cars and doing crazy things that they have just waited years to do and don't really think it through and knowing that the second one's coming in a few years and by the time that second one rolls around that one's eaten into as well because they owe people money for other things they've done that may not have been prudent and then finally you've got 
perhaps a portion of number three left, and by then hopefully they've learned their lesson. But if they've already exhausted the first two, it's incredibly likely that they'll exhaust the third two. And and, and the statistics that I've read on this thing that most people will blow through an inheritance within the first year or two of receiving the inheritance, and then they have nothing left. Now, of course, that all depends on the amount, I suppose. But nevertheless, people's behavior when they're given this sudden windfall of money to them, it's like winning the lottery in many cases. Well, Ted, I had a guy go through $17 million I, in four years. I've so. seen plenty of it myself. And I didn't it, know how you do that. It just behooves me. I, I guess I guess you can have a whole lot of fun for that kind of money, but to walk away at the end of the day with nothing to show for $7 million, I, I just I can't I can't fathom it, frankly. I just, no, $17 I, maybe, million, well, Ted. Well, that's 17. even worse, though. It, it was yeah. the worst thing I've yeah. ever seen. Well, it's a roll of the dice, perhaps. I mean, there was that guy in New York that, you know, they... Went through two hundred and twelve million. Yeah, I mean, can, you, can you believe yeah, this, that? This, this just, crazy I stuff. Just, anyway, we but, hear a lot of this, and but, a lot of it's true. Folks. But let's get back to what Gregrick and Associates, what our attorneys, what we recommend in our version of a asset protection trust. I call you know, and these trusts are great. You know, with conversation, your children can become their own trustees or be their trustees or have co-trustees or be professionally managed. That's a discussion point we have. Who should manage these trusts? But your beneficiaries can. That's what's important. And these trusts protect the assets from lawsuits. So if you got a judgment against you, say a car wreck. Simple stuff happens every day. A, a court could not enforce that judgment against the that trust. If you were, um, you know, not just sued but um really any oh uh what is that i'm i'm going blank here ted on live radio um so oh bankruptcy sorry geez bankruptcy that which ought to you know we're going to see some bankruptcy coming up in fact i noticed some of the larger law firms were already advertising for bankruptcy attorneys so you know writings on the wall we're going to be seeing some of that coming up but let's say your children inherited in this asset protected trust and that money in that trust they have today but their personal assets everything in their own name is subject to that bankruptcy they lost their job they fall behind on their mortgage they're going to eventually you know they're going to have to file bankruptcy they could file bankruptcy and the proceeds of this trust because it's your money that you set aside for them as beneficiaries that money will not be subject to the bankruptcy court. Wow. Now, if that isn't powerful, if that alone isn't motivation for doing it, I'm not sure what is, because I just want to you know, make sure everyone understands bankruptcy comes at all levels of wealth. Yes, it does, and they are the only court that has equal or greater power than the IRS does when it comes to clawing back certain things and attaching certain things. It's an incredibly powerful legal tool, like I said, almost akin to the IRS being able to just reach in and take. It's, it's Well, Ted, let's segue. Another example of where the government, uh, through the bankruptcy court, um, the bankruptcy trustees who represent the creditors, and their job is to collect the assets of the debtor to then pay off the creditors in um, proportions. Well, when we start looking at bankruptcy, um, the bankruptcy court all the way back in, oh golly, probably 1999, started attacking and um, going after people's IRA accounts who had filed bankruptcy. And from 99 to 2015, we had some pretty unsettled law because the federal appellate courts, in essence, said, we don't know if they're asset protected or not. Either Congress has to come and clarify it, or maybe a case will get up to the Supreme Court on whether let's, or not. Let's make this clear. We're talking about inherited IRAs. Inherited. Here. Your yeah. inherited IRAs. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. So if you've inherited an IRA, not your own, but an inherited one. Yes. Well, Eventually, this did get up to the U.S. Supreme Court in 2015 on uh, the car, uh, case of Clark v. Raymaker. And in that case, the Supreme Court came rather emphatically down and said, if it's your own IRA, started with your own money or your own 401k, your own retirement plan, those are asset protected. If you're a spousal rollover and you do it properly, that's going to be asset protected. But all other beneficiaries whether it's your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad, um, your children, especially your children, anybody else. That's called an inherited IRA, and as a matter of law, are not retirement plans and are therefore not asset protected. So back in about 2006, um, 
we had anticipated this. Remember, the court case was 2015. Back in 06, private letter ruling from the IRS gave us a green light on creating asset protection IRA trust, such that you can leave your IRAs to a trust. Now, this should be a separate trust from your revocable. Should be. Um, And that trust, then, your IRA assets can go into it. Your children would get all the same benefits they would have as if they inherited it outright as far as all the new rules under the SECURE Act. Um, We have that. Now, folks, you know, the SECURE Act came into being just January 1st of this year, so we're still trying to get everyone educated on that. If you have made IRA or 401k beneficiary designations to any type of trust, Prior to January 1st, 2020, you must review those beneficiary designations, um, I would suggest, with an attorney. Um, This is a very complex area of law, and you could make catastrophic mistakes if you have the beneficiary designations incorrect, especially if you have designated it to a revocable trust and most standalone trusts done before January 1st, 2020, could not have had the provisions in them that are necessary today, and the provisions that were in them would be somewhat disastrous for most people. So I am imploring you, if you have retirement assets, if you have questions, please get in touch with us. I'd rather answer a question for you and get you on the right path than having your beneficiaries find out that they're gonna, their IRAs are going to be just bludgeoned by um, increased taxes on them because of distribution patterns. Uh, There's just a host of problems. So um, I can't overstate that. (laughs) It's it's really important that people understand this. And and it doesn't hit everybody's radar, but uh, as we've said before on the show, these... This asset class, if you will, has become predominantly the number one asset class in people's retire. Excuse me, in their estates, and used to be everything revolved around the primary residence, and and you, you paid the residence off, and you downsized, you did whatever you did with the money from the residence, and that was your that was your thing. But nowadays, these uh, retirement accounts, both Roth, Roth and traditional, by the way, which are both impacted by this. Secure oh, Act. Of, yeah, thanks for clarifying uh, that, because a lot of people think, oh, it doesn't apply to my Roth. It, it, Everything it, we're talking it, about it, applies it, it to Roth. It does. It's just the difference is the taxable nature of the distribution on the back end. However, the money still under the new rule has to come out in 10 years, regardless of whether it's a Roth account or a traditional account. So, uh, but, but these are, like I said, uh, what we consider to be a focused asset category, and these uh, standalone retirement trusts are a tremendous well, tool. They are so important to each and every one of our estate plans, and like you said, they're becoming a major component of most folks' estate plan. Hey, folks, it's been great talking with you uh, this morning, and I want to make sure that you all remain safe and well, and if uh, we can be of a service to you during this critical time, please give us a call at Gregorick & Associates, area code 425 284 3450 or rjglegal.com. We'll be back next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick. Event Info newsletters and Your Partner in Law podcast can all be found at yourpartnerinlaw.com. To schedule an appointment with Rick Gregorick, call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. For more information on the show or to sign up for a free partner-in-law event, visit yourpartnerinlaw.com. Tune in next Sunday morning at 9 to Your Partner-in-Law with your host, Rick Gregorick. Simulcast on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH.